from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, vice president and chief economist of FreedomWorks, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, author of Govzilla. Uh, Liz Peake, I just want to begin with the fact that Joe Biden fell off his bicycle. I know. Oh, my goodness. In Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Now, I think he fell off his bike about a year and a half ago, but this was a real falling off the bike. Yeah, this is not good. And I have to say, I was looking to see. I couldn't see if he had a helmet on. I presume he did because, oh, my gosh, the last thing we need is for the president to fall on his head. Uh, It it is not. It it is an awful sight, and it's been viewed by hundreds of thousands of people. It really doesn't help the narrative that Joe Biden is vigorous and ready for another four years. Well, Steve, he says his foot got stuck in the pedal, and he he did bounce back, and he did some glad-handing. So I think he's okay. So Kamala Harris has not yet been sworn in as president. <laughs> well, you know, and look, the Democrats have, you know, uh, by the way, Liz was talking about whether he can go another four years. I mean, I think there's real concern about whether he can go for another one year, frankly. But I think the Democrats have a real, real problem. I mean, they have uh, Biden, who is, you know, somewhat incapacitated, and then Kamala Harris, I mean, no one in the country wants her to be president. Even the Democrats don't want her to be president. So they, there's a real conundrum. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I assume that they're going to try to get Kamala out as the vice president, uh, maybe make her the head of the United Nations or something like that, <laughs> and, you know, and, then, and then you know bring somebody in that's competent. But here's the big issue right now, I think, Larry, is – you know, would you hire any of these people for a real job? <laughs> real, seriously, would you? Would you hire Jennifer Granholm? Would you hire Pete Buttigieg? Would you hire, uh, you know, Kamala Harris to do any job? There, there is a real competence. Putting aside ideology, there's a real competence deficit in this administration. You know, he That's can me. fire her. He can. He can fire her. I mean, Jerry Ford fired Nelson Rockefeller, who was his vice president. <laughs> Fired him, put in Bob Dole back in 1976, 75, 76. But you guys are missing the point here. They refuse to acknowledge there's a problem. Oh, I mean, yes. which, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I actually I'm serious. You know, I was reading the stats on the latest months, a uh, number of people coming across our border being apprehended at the border included 15 people on the terror watch list. Uh, you know, fentanyl deaths are off the charts. I mean, doesn't anybody care about this? Well, that is supposed to be Kamala Harris's responsibility. When was the last time we heard anything about her involvement with the border? I just think I think they're going to limp through the next two and a half years or whatever it is. And, and Joe Biden, bless his heart, is going to continue about to talk about running again. And the Democrats are going to go crazy because they don't know how to fix it. Well, he. Well, you know. know, uh, No, go ahead. Go ahead, please. I wanted to ask uh, Liz a question, um, if I may, Larry, because it's uh, it's the big chatter in Washington. This woman, Cheryl, was it uh, Shamberg or or Samberg, the one who wrote uh, wrote, uh, Lean In and uh, was with Facebook. I mean, there's a real buzz about her being the presidential nominee for the Democrats. And I just wonder what you think about that. Well, um, she is certainly a competent person, or at least that's her reputation. But she's also invest- under investigation internally 
uh, in the company for having misused company funds and so forth for her own, I think it was her wedding reception or something like that. So I'm not sure. And, and I think I think a lot of women uh, kind of push back about her book when it came out, sort of noting that, yeah, it was pretty easy for Sheryl Sandberg, who is a very highly ranked corporate executive with all the perks that that comes with, to have a kid, have it all, et cetera. It's not so easy for most women who are working at much lower salaries and with much less help. So I I don't know, Steve, that's a really interesting, I I hadn't heard that. I think it's a really interesting idea. And I have to say, looking at how thin the bench is for Democrats, you know, they're looking everywhere and including under the sofa cushions. So, you know, it's (laughs) interesting. I was just going to say that after he fell off his bike, he didn't have any scratches or anything on his legs. Um, no scratches. So. He's okay. He's oh. going to be around. For good, good. Good. But he can fire Kamala Harris. But Steve Forbes, even though he didn't, he wasn't hurt falling off the bike. He did tell the Associated Press that the idea that federal spending causes inflation is a bizarre idea. <laughs> now that's worse yeah. than falling off your bike. Well, you know, I think I mentioned to you guys last week that I did this hearing on Tuesday where the Democrats took their victory lap on the economy. And their, <laughs> their Democratic witness was this woman. I forget her name. She's with the macroeconomic forecasting or a group like that. And uh, uh, chairman or the ranking Republican is uh, Smith. Uh, what's his first name? Uh, uh, Jason. Jason. Uh, Jason Smith. And he just he I mean, it was he just tore into her and said, look. You were the one who a year ago, and I'm not just making fun of her, but but also the two dozen or so Nobel Prize winners who said there will be no inflationary effect from all of this spending. And these people need to really be held to task for these ridiculous forecasts that said, how dare anyone say that, you know, this is going to cause inflation? And it has. We have raging inflation. And then they wonder why nobody, you know, trusts, quote, the experts, because almost all of the experts on the left got this wrong. But it, it was a sad commentary that the only Democrat witness, that their star witness was someone who had the inflation numbers really, really wrong. And look, I think Biden, I, look, I think if the economy is in a recession right now, I think it could be really deep. I know Art Lapper, I talked to him yesterday. He, he thinks it could be really bad. I mean, the financing capital is just dried up right now. You've got small businesses now with their, I talked to people at the NFIB, they said small business confidence has just fallen as low as it's been since the, you know, the the financial crisis in 2008. So it just feels like the economy's hit a brick wall. Liz, um, Joe Biden also told the AP that more and more people have mental health problems. And my thought on this is that they have mental health problems because of his policies. I know. We're all depressed. Yes, we're depressed. Wait till the, wait till we're the stressed. new statistics on depression yes, come we're, out. We're stressed out, and we have high anxiety because of what he's done. Exactly. I mean, really, who's, who's shocked by that? Uh, you know, actually, I, I saw that. Um, I read his speech or his transcript, whatever. And he says Americans are really, really down. I think that was the word he used. Yeah. And it immediately I went back to Jimmy Carter's Melez speech. Yeah. Um, because there is such a good parallel here. Uh, really, if you read Jimmy Carter's speech, there was nothing particularly offensive in it, except he kind of just noticed, 
noted, maybe, and noticed that the American people were not happy. And they weren't happy because the <laughs> right. economy wasn't growing, because inflation was horrible. I thought this was incredibly a re- repeat of that. There was nothing terrible no. about saying Americans are down. But ha! Huh, guess what, Joe? They're down because you have taken a thriving country, which was doing so well, even in the midst of a pandemic, which is kind of unbelievable, and basically destroyed everything that was in place. And look, that's, this isn't a mystery. That's why the approval ratings are so terrible, because everyone blames Joe Biden and, and you know, consequently, the, the Democrats' big spending. It's not a mystery why we're in trouble, but he just refuses to acknowledge it. He's uh, holding firm at about a 25 percent approval rating on the economy. Twenty five. Steve Moore, people are stressed out because of high gas prices, high food prices, no baby food on the shelves. I mean, that's why there's their their retirement savings are getting mauled in the stock market. I mean, you know, I have I I'm stressed out. I would have high anxiety. I'd have mental health problems. He doesn't seem to connect the dots. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting next to my wife right now, and she gave me, she does our finances, and she told me yesterday, I'm not going to tell you the number, but we're not rich. We've lost a lot of money in the last three months, and, and uh, you know, any idea of, uh, you know, taking that expensive vacation or buying a second home, all that's, you know, got to be put aside. So people are feeling incredible financial stress right now, and when Joe Biden, Larry, how is it that he keeps saying we have record amounts of savings. We've yeah. lost ten trillion dollars of savings. Yeah. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. This has been the biggest evac- evaporation of American savings and retirement accounts, you know, since two thousand eight. And yeah. and then, and he's acting as if people are flush with cash. How is it that he keeps saying federal spending doesn't cause inflation? How is it that he keeps saying that his American inflation rate is lower than the rest of the world's inflation rate? It's, I mean, it's all, how does I he say these things? I, I don't know, but it's, it, it isn't like people aren't calling him out on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know people are doing that. And, and I, I mean, honestly, the, the parade of lies, just statistical lies, yeah. and to, to Steve's point, this idea that you're don't, your savings are in good shape. What on earth is he talking about? Consumer debt is going down, he says. Yeah, no, right. consumer debt is going up. Everything he says <laughs> is black is white and white is black. It, it is extremely alarming because it suggests but anyway back to spending the reason he can't say that larry is because he wants to spend more that is their answer to everything and how can you say oh my gosh inflation's terrible and we did it because we spent too much money but here here's another three trillion dollars we'd like to put out there just to make things better that is the problem not just that liz but also you know, Larry, you sent me that note this morning. About, no, no, let's you know, not. We're, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to okay. go to that. We're going to get into that, yeah. The, yeah, the question is, is Joe Manchin going to break my heart? That's the thing. Joe Manchin, break my heart? I don't think, I mean, I'll be completely stressed out with high anxiety and have to have mental health <laughs> uh, uh, consultations. We're here with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, and Steve Moore from FreedomWorks and uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. I'm Kudlow. Joe Manchin just may break my heart. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I'm here with Liz Peake and Steve Moore. 
There was no medical attention necessary after he fell off his bike today. I keep reporting on this story. It's breaking news. <laughs> All right, kids. Uh, Joe Manchin talking to Chuck Schumer. They're kind of secret talks. No staff allowed. Some leaks. Our friend um, Dan Clifton of Strategus has some potential numbers out. I'm going to read these. On the spending side, about $900 billion, which would be $500 billion for tax credits for renewables, $220 billion for enhanced Obamacare, and $180 billion for more Medicaid coverage. And on the tax side, $1.6 trillion in tax hikes, a 15% minimum corporate tax, 15% guilty tax, 1% buyback tax, 5 and 8% surtaxes on wealthy people, uh, 3.8% tax on investments, $1.6 trillion. Joe Manchin. Liz Peek, is Joe Manchin going to break my heart? You know how I've defended him. He's been so great. He helped to save America and kill the bill. Why on earth would he want to do this? And by the way, why does he care about $500 billion in tax credits for renewables? He's from West Virginia, which is a fossil state. I don't get any of this. I don't either because his approval ratings have gone through the roof in West Virginia right. since the beginning of Joe Biden's uh, tenure in the White House. And guess why? That's because he has stood in the way of this excess, reckless spending. And for him to turn around on that now, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's under gigantic pressure. Uh, I really cannot imagine why he would go along with this. And boy, I can't imagine going into a recession, which we are, that higher prices is the, I mean, higher taxes is a remedy that mm. even Democrats would applaud. I just think it's nuts. Steve, what do you, th what, let me say, Grover Norquist was on the show earlier. Grover thinks, uh, first of all, Grover is skeptical that he, they can get the Democratic votes and reconciliation to do this uh, with people like Kelly in Arizona and Hassan in New Hampshire and perhaps others. But he said the, the way they could structure it in reconciliation rules is the spending is now they'll pass tax hikes, but the tax hikes won't take effect for several years. Well, that's really not much better, but I don't know. What are you hearing? I mean, is this sounds serious. By the way, Jim Lucier of Capital Alpha is reporting the same thing. So something's going on here. Steve, are you there? No, Steve. All right, Liz, we'll continue. Something is going Sorry, on. I, I, I'm back. Oh, oh, you're back. Sorry, okay. I, I, was on, I was on mute. Um, look, I'm with Liz. I think I can't imagine that, uh, that Joe Manchin, who is a hero, He's my man of the year. Would uh, would would uh, backtrack like this, especially going into a recession? Um, we need to be cutting taxes right now. I mean, I love your idea of the uh, making the tra Trump tax cuts permanent. Let's let's flatten out the rates. Let's mm -hmm. let's 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 make let's and, and on the regulatory front, you know, too. So there's so much work that could be done. Incidentally, they have poured so much money into green energy and renewable energy yeah. why don't they just buy every american a tesla <laughs> yes i want a tesla i could cheaper. be i could be yes i could be had for a free tesla absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh we haven't done enough re reconnaissance and intelligence on this 
because they may be hatching this package. You know, I don't know if you read the Holman Jenkins article, his, one of his columns in the last week or two. All this spending on renewables has not moved yeah. uh, the no. meter at no. all on yeah. carbon emissions. It hasn't done a thing. And uh, now we know it's not reliable and so forth, and 80% is still fossil fuels. But you just keep spending on renewables. It's just a darn welfare plan. That's all it is for, you know, democratic interest groups. It has nothing to do with improving carbon emissions. You know, Larry, I I think, honestly, it has to do with Joe Biden losing such popularity among young voters. And what young voters probably care about more than any other group is climate change. Uh, So it's just, honestly, I think it's virtue signaling. It's kind of saying to those groups, uh, we're not going to give up, even though, you know, everything else is going to hell in a handbasket. Boy, we really care about electric vehicles. There is nothing serious about this effort. They have made no long-term cogent plan for how we're going to shift to electric vehicles. Uh, My favorite tweet of of the week last week was the demonstration of someone unveiling a new electric charging facility and somebody happens to ask you know where's the energy coming from and the guy from the utility says oh actually 95 percent coal i almost fell (laughs) off my chair laughing i mean (laughs) you know they don't they don't get it that there's a source for electricity that's how ignorant these people are about how our energy industry works and they really are i mean Whole, yeah, yeah Liz, it's, it's more serious. Sorry to interrupt, but it's more serious. There's something really serious going on here. I, as you guys know, I'm from Illinois, the Chicago area. There was a, just a big story in the Chicago papers that that they think they think they're going to have rolling brownouts yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. Um, people are going to lose their electric power, which is not just an economic issue, but it's also a public safety. I mean, how are you going to run the plants? How are you going to run the construction companies? How are you going to do anything without without electric power? And you're right, Liz, the, the green energy stuff is all the big fad among young people. But wait until they stick their rechargers into the wall and no power comes out. And <laughs> they're not going to think it's so great. Most, well, by the way, most kids have no idea. I do this when I give speeches on high school and college campuses. I say, do you know where you get your electricity from? And they point to the outlet. And they say, it comes yeah, out of there. Exactly. They don't even have any concept. Uh, and then then they think, oh, gee, did you know that you know, 60 to percent of our energy comes from natural gas and coal. They have no idea. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, and the worrisome thing is when those brownouts take place, the media will lie and the elected officials will lie about why it's taking place. They're going to say, well, you know, fossil fuels. I mean, look what happened in Texas <laughs> when the wind turbines froze. They didn't blame the wind turbines for the the crisis that took place in Texas, England didn't blame the offshore uh, wind, t- uh, you know, uh, for stopping blowing this summer when they had a six-fold increase in electricity. They will not understand what happened, and I, I think it's incredibly worrisome. We're going in such a bad direction. Steve Moore, I just wanted to know which college campuses let you on to give a speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, just that. I do find that the more elite the schools are, whether it's Berkeley or whether it's Duke or Northwestern, the kids are more out of touch with reality than the kids yeah. that are actually going to practically junior colleges or vocational schools. I mean, they, they're living in a never-never land, and, and we're responsible for this. Um, Joe Biden, speaking of the energy crisis, Joe Biden has accused Exxon of excess profits and they're not paying their fair share of taxes. So 
Exxon lost $20 billion in 2020. But in 2021, Exxon paid $40 billion in taxes. You think that's paying their fair share, Liz Peak? $40 yeah. billion? The, the only other story like this is Elon Musk. Biden, remember Biden accused Musk of yeah. not paying his fair share? <laughs> he paid $11 billion as an individual in taxes. What do you make of that one? Well, I, I was delighted to see that Exxon put out a statement about exactly what they have spent. They have spent yeah. tens of billions of dollars to increase domestic production, also spent an enormous amount to increase their refining capacity. The, the ignorance of the attack on the refining industry absolutely boggles the mind. Joe Biden's pitch is, oh, my gosh, the margins are out of control. Gas prices shouldn't be where they are. Refiners are making so much extra money, they should be refining more, as though a refiner making all that extra money isn't refining every single barrel of oil they can get their hands on. It's so preposterously stupid. And, of course, that's what's happening. Refiners are all out. They're refining at maximum capacity right now. Who is going to build a new grassroots refinery? We haven't had one since the 70s when it takes tens of billions of dollars, probably 14 years to do with all the permits, et cetera. And basically the government's saying they're going to put you out of business. It didn't yeah, going to happen. Yeah, by the way, Liz, uh, three cheers to Exxon. Three cheers. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. finally, yep. finally, finally, we've got a major oil and gas company that's actually defending their industry. Yep. Uh, and they, I love that letter. I mean, it basically just said, Joe Biden, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea about this industry. You're the one who basically – remember that debate, Larry, uh, the last debate that Trump had with, with uh, Biden, where, where Biden said, I want to run the oil and gas companies out of business. Well, yep. you know, I mean, for him to say, oh, I want them to produce as much as they can now – when he's done nothing but try to destroy the industry is, is just beyond the pale. Well, he wants Biden wants more refining, but Biden's own regulators are closing <laughs> refineries. They're closing we them. Haven't, we haven't built a new refinery in this country. They've been out here for 25 years. Thanks <laughs> to his green energy. Friend. Liz Peake. Thank you, Steve Moore. Thank you, kids. You're thank both you. spectacular. Folks, 4 to 5 p.m. every day on Fox Business. The name of the show is Cudlow on TV. Please join us, and I'll be back here next weekend.